You're listening to the Healthy and Thriving Career Moms podcast, where every week you will learn about healthier habits and hacks to create and support a healthy and thriving lifestyle as a busy mom. I'm your host, Wendy, and I truly believe that the best gift you can give to your family and the world is a healthy, thriving you. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, lovely, and welcome back to season three of the Healthy and Thriving Career Moms podcast. I hope you are really well, that you've had an amazing summer if you're here in the Northern Hemisphere, like myself, and that you are excited for this next scene, which is the Inspiring Mums series. It's all about real mums giving us real talk and just really sharing the shine and the shiny, to be honest, and telling us like it is, sharing their hacks, their tools, their tricks, all the things. And, you know, just like having a cuppa with a friend. It's like sitting down and just getting all the goss. So I can't wait for you to meet the fantastic guests that we have lined up for this season. But before I introduce you to today's guest, I just wanted to flag something because it is mission critical. Next week, Wednesday, the 21st of September, I'm hosting a Reset Your Nutrition Masterclass 12 simple, easy ways to reset your nutrition habits. So you can register via the link in your bio. So full disclaimer, this is not for you if you're wanting to calorie count, diet, do all the things that, let's be honest, no one wants to do. This is for you if you are wanting to create sustainable and healthier habits that will serve you and help you thrive in the future. So if you register on the link in my bio, you will get the recording. So if you can't make it live, I'll send you a recording. There's also some great special surprises for those who are registered for that masterclass. So make sure you go and do that right now before you forget. I know what it's like as a busy mom. Don't do it now. You forget about it. Right. On to introducing you to our first guest of the season. And that is my gorgeous and wonderful friend, Meg McLean. Meg is a busy mom of two little ones. She's reached the top level of her network marketing company and has a global online business. Her podcast, She Can the Podcast, is designed to help women realize that they are capable of running after their dreams while they run after their kids. She is passionate about showing women that it can be done and we can all be at home and have a kick-ass career as well. So Meg is just such an inspiration to me. She has been a business bestie and mentor for me for years. I cannot wait for you to hear this interview. She really does share so honestly. I just love the way that Meg is just so authentically herself and just so real. Like there are no airs and graces in this. We are both exposed to a few things that you didn't know about us before. So I really hope that you enjoy this interview and I cannot wait to hear what you think. So make sure that you screenshot, tag us both, on Instagram or wherever you are on social media and share the love. All right, let's get into it. Hi, Meg, and thanks for joining me on today's episode of the Healthy and Thriving Career Moms podcast. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here as a guest. I have been so excited to get you on as a guest, and I'm so glad that we have finally got it to work with all the summer holiday juggle. And I know your kids are back, though. So jealous. Yes, they are. And it makes a massive difference just having that time to yourself. Do you know this is my first ever time I've been a guest on a podcast, Wendy? Stop it. How? I don't know. So for the listeners, 
this is obviously going to be a link in the show notes that I'm going to absolutely insist that you have to go click on and follow. But Meg has the most epic podcast that I've been listening to for over a year now. And like Meg has always been my girl crush inspiration in business. Like we've known each other for about 10, over 10 years now. But Meg has always actually been really sort of a mentor to me in our social marketing sort of industry and business. And then she started her podcast a few months before I was going to launch mine. And so we've really kind of been on this podcast journey together, haven't we? Yeah, we have. And I learned so much from you, Wendy, because Wendy's always the person with all the all the technology, technology <laughs> stuff. You're so organized. I'm like, hey, Wendy, how do you do this? How do you do this? No, no, no. Thank you. That's very kind of you. But we're here to talk about you today because I want the listeners to hear all about you. So just give us a little quick overview of who you are, where you're from, kids, husbands, businesses, all the things. What's your name and where'd you come from? So I am Meg McLean and I'm from Glasgow. I have two children, Eva and Aaron. Eva's nearly six and Aaron's nearly four. I'm married to Stephen, who is a physiotherapist and a football referee. And I have my own podcast, which I've had for about a year. It's called She Can. And I'm also a network marketing independent consultant with the same business as you, obviously. And I've been in that now for about 13 years. And that's really my background. You know, when people ask me, what did you do before your network marketing business? I'm like, well, I was a child because I've been doing that for so long. I know, but I mean, you just, uh, we both have quite a similar background because you started in marketing. That's my background. Yeah, yeah, I did marketing. Just tell me the story because it's quite funny, like for the listeners sake, like how it all came about that, you know, in terms of when you first started your business. Yeah, so I started about 14 years ago with my friend, was introduced to the business by her mum and this woman flew over from America and she was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I signed up on the night. I was so excited. And I went home and I said, mum, I'm going to be a millionaire. This is amazing. It's the best thing ever. And I was 23 at the time. And my mum said, right, mate, come on now. You know, the way to make money in this country is to go and get a job. You know, you might be making tea for a while, but eventually you'll get a promotion and you'll pay into a mortgage. And then 40 years later, we retire. And then that's basically how the world works. And I thought, oh, you know, that's okay, because that's what she knew. That's what she had been taught. And I thought, you know, maybe that maybe she's right. Maybe things like this don't work in Scotland. Maybe it's an American thing. So I actually quit. I walked away from the business for a year. And it wasn't until a year later that I started the business again, when I realized that my friend and her mum were actually doing really well with it. And honestly, I started it for a handbag fund alongside my marketing job. I thought if I could ever buy a Mulberry handbag with this, that would be the dream. The funny thing is, is that now, fast forward 13 years, I have, I actually am the proud owner of several Mulberry handbags. And I don't even hardly use them anymore. As a mom, like... Now, I like you, I'm laughing. I'm literally like biting my cheeks because like you, I was like, if I could just own a Mulberry. I remember going to buy my first Mulberry handbag. Oh gosh, I, I sound like such a brat. But I remember this being such a right of, like it was one of my first bonus checks with my career. And and now it's so funny because those Mulberry bags sit in du- like in dust bags. Yeah. And I literally have like this little 25 pound like crossbody bag, which is like, has got like kids smeared, whatever, snot, I don't know, like whatever on it. Like it's Crafty really got bar at the bottom of the bag. 
I mean, there's definitely a few fist sticks in the bottom there somewhere. Like when I randomly bump into friends, like, have you got any other fist sticks? It's so funny, isn't it? How things, but I know, like, obviously you start for one reason and then, but what I've always been so inspired by you, Meg, is like seeing the lifestyle that you've built through your career for your family. And I, I mean, our daughters are only three months apart. So that's always been, I feel like we had kids pretty much at the same time. I remember calling you up. So, so your daughter was three months ahead of mine, but I, I think my daughter probably was about like eight, nine months. And I remember calling you up. Like I didn't know you that well, but I was like, who can I talk? And I remember calling up and like snotty mares, like, Meg, I'm not coping with this whole world. And like I just, I just needed like some support from someone. Yeah. Um, and I probably said, no, <laughs> and the thing was, it was like, I just couldn't get the whole baby and business thing. But like at the time, I was looking for someone like me who could help me get my health back on track, who could help give me some career boost and motivation. And I think you and I kind of filled the gap of like what we maybe needed at the time when we became moms. And that's why I feel like you have, you know, for me, just embodied that healthy and thriving career mom, because you really, you're so honest about the shy and the shiny. <laughs> You have to be, don't you? Because I think when you talk about just the shiny, people think that you're this kind of oracle of this healthy habits guru. But the reality is that nobody is really. You know, we all make mistakes. We're all on a learning path, and I think you've you've, like been pretty like amazing with your habits over the years. But like I suppose a lot of people, maybe that goes in sort of fits and starts. I mean, I know that you have run a marathon, but more recently a half marathon. So you do like a bit of running. Run backwards. <laughs> I'll do a quarter of a marathon next time. <laughs> um, no, I do love running. I do love running. And the thing that exercise has become for me recently, and initially started during lockdown, was is that I used to exercise to be a certain size. I used to exercise to be a certain shape, you know, for the bikini body and to fit into the jeans and all of that. But it was really during lockdown and after having children that it started to become and essential for my mental health and if I exercise I am an entirely different person I am far more patient with my children my mind is so much more focused I'm so much more positive I'm so much more productive and if I don't exercise it's just a vicious cycle and it all starts for me with moving your body I make better decisions of what I eat I make better decisions in the you know, how I run my business or, you know, are you going to choose Netflix or are you going to choose making a business call? Those kind of decisions sometimes for me rely on did I move my body that morning or not? Yeah, it's the same for me as well. So I know I've, I've touched on running there, but what are the exercise or movements? I like the word movement. Sounds less scary than exercise. Yeah, I like that. That's, I always say move your body because it doesn't necessarily have to be go and do a hit workout it doesn't like have- a little dance off I know I've, I've seen you on Insta yeah if you've never had a dance off with yourself in front of your Insta stories or your mirror you've never lived to be honest <laughs> <laughs> it's so true it just you can go from feeling a bit glum and a bit sad and a bit low energy and then put a good song on, move your body and you just... So what's your, what's your pleasure? I don't like, I never like saying guilty pleasure because I don't think any pleasure should feel guilty, like make you feel guilty. So, but what's your pleasure? Like, what's your music? Like, I'm like Britney Spears. So what's your, like, I what's your Britney? Spears. Do you know how you look a bit like Britney Spears? Have you ever told that before? I have a few times. I have. Yeah. I actually yeah. dressed up like Britney Spears once. 
<laughs> I did the whole schoolgirl outfit. It was when I had a really like flat tummy as well. So I could do the whole, you know, how Britney's like, even now she's still rocking an amazingly yeah. flat stomach, isn't she? Yeah, just get get one of Jess's like toy snakes and yeah. just reenact their sleep for oh, you. Do not like snakes. That is the only thing in this world I'm frightened of is snakes. So there you go, people. You've learned something. What's something you're scared of? I used to be very scared of spiders. And I also used to be very scared of small spaces. But over the years and over the years of personal development, I think I'm, I'm not scared of them anymore. I can remove a spider from my house, no problem. I literally used to have to put a glass over it and then phone the nearest person to come and remove the spider. And small spaces, I can just tell myself it's going to be fine. I know that it's mind over matter. I can just breathe through it and I'll be fine. Whereas that would have been a panic attack inducing thing for me many years ago. Really? Have you had a panic attack before? Yes, I have. And uh, my first panic attack was when I was a dancer in a show. I was doing Anything Goes and I was a tap dancer. And the guy who was running the show, he was just, I was a lot younger than the other dancers. And it was quite a full on routine for me. And I was making a bit of mistakes. And the guy shouted at me in front of all of the other dancers, you've not got this routine, you've not been practicing hard enough. And I just, I was fine in front of him. I just looked at him and said, okay. And then as soon as I walked off the stage, I remember just, <laughs> like I just couldn't catch my breath and I had to go get How old were you? I must have been about 18 at that time. Oh and I've God. never had that again until after I had Ava. She, we were trying to go a dog walk all we were doing was trying to get out the house for a dog walk and it was a moment when Ava was crawling about going ma 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 the dog woof, 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 woof. the phone ping 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 I just had so I felt like I was being torn in all of these different directions and I just all of a sudden couldn't breathe and I was hold, I remember holding on to the um, towel rail in the bathroom and I I was about to phone Stephen and say, you'll need to come home from work. I, I can't leave the house. I can't breathe. And then my, my sanity kicked in and I just thought, right, breathe. Just try and get, you know, just let's chill out. Oh let's God, that's so frightening. Wait, and did you recognise at the time that that was what was happening? Or did you, was it only afterwards and you were like, that was a panic attack? I think it was after. It was after. Because and, and what did you, did you talk to anyone about it or, or did you just kind of carry on or... Oh, I just kept calm and carried on. And the thing is, I suppose we're very fortunate in that we're surrounded by so much personal mm. development and people who are very supportive. And I was able to just learn more about why these things happen, learn more about things that would reduce stress, ask for help. Whereas I think before I had children, I was very much the independent woman I can do anything and everything all by myself and I don't need any help whereas some after that I started asking for help to walk the dog <laughs> like those kind of things simple things that you can put into your life that will make a big difference and also just getting used to that life change you know when you're used to figuring out the routine of getting the dog stuff organized getting the children stuff organized then putting your phone away until you're ready to look at your phone mm -hmm. I think when you come into a new life situation, whether that's having children or starting a new business or something, you try and do it all at once and it, it just doesn't work. 
And that's definitely what I did when I first had kids. I just tried to be everything for every person. And it definitely, like, it was those kind of situations that I would put myself in. And it would just, be, I felt like I was torn in all directions. And I also learned that, see, if you don't answer your phone straight away, no one dies. There's never any emergencies in, in what I do, you know. And if that is a worry of yours, like, you can literally set up a feature on your phone where if somebody, like, in your key emergency contacts that you can configure continues to phone your phone, like, it will come on and you'll hear it you know so like because that's my thing sometimes like if somebody does literally someone dies yeah (laughs) (laughs) but actually you know yeah I think technology can be a real crutch yeah an Uh addiction sometimes without us realizing yeah absolutely absolutely and then there's the addiction in the way that you just spend ages looking at your social media you know if you're if you are in charge of your own time, if you don't plan that time well, again, another learning curve that I've gone through myself, if you don't plan that time well, it's a deep, dark hole of, of time that you're never getting back. So you have to be so intentional with where you spend your time, what you want to let into your four walls, whether that's technology or people or dogs or whatever, and just decide who gets your time and who gets your headspace because you cannot give it to everyone because that's what leads you into situations like that. Well, thank you so much for sharing that because I know that's really personal, but equally, I think that's going to be so helpful for other moms who are listening because they're going to go, oh my gosh, that happened to me. And I I just, you know, carried on or I didn't get the support or that asked for the help I needed. And I think like you, I've always been incredibly independent. And so becoming a mother, just nothing, nothing prepares you for I think the emotional journey that you go on not just the physical but the emotional journey and just the did you ever feel like that sort of shift in identity or that kind of I I just certainly felt like not a loss of identity because obviously I was just so happy to be a mom having gone through fertility journey and you know to becoming a mom but still like no one prepares you for that shift I don't think yeah no one prepares you at all and that's something that I think as mothers we have to accept that it's okay to be so so grateful for what you have while going after something else because I think so often women prevent themselves from going after goals or they prevent themselves from starting a new business or starting a new challenge or running a 10k or something because I should be grateful for what I have I have such a lovely family they're healthy they're happy I have so much why am I going after more is that selfish no, actually, it's not. Because when you pour into your own self-care, when you become the best version of yourself, when you go after things that light you up and make you happy, you become a better mum. You are able to give back to those people who you love the most in even stronger fashion. So it's definitely a balance that you have to be okay with, being grateful for what you have while becoming the best version of yourself. And there's definitely a time when you become a mum that you you don't recognize yourself when you look in the mirror and you think oh these maternity jeans are starting to get a bit baggy I must I must be back to normal again and then you try on your normal jeans and you're like wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) oh those maternity jeans I just couldn't at first I couldn't get on like I was like no this feels weird and then I got the ones that go over your bum oh yeah oh oh heaven heaven Uh, yeah it's a real rite of passage when you go back to doing up your first pair of jeans and you like trying to tuck all the kind of the jelly 
back in? <laughs> or was that just me? <laughs> no, yeah. Well, I definitely had to make a transition to before having kids. Everything was pretty much low wasted. Whereas yeah. now, I won't go near low wasted. Everything has to be. Goodness, the fashion has changed. Yeah. All um, hail mom jeans. Yeah. Do you know recently I was. Well, I don't. I don't own a pair of them. I don't. I, I, I like. I keep looking, and I'm like, I just need to feel like I need a pair of mom jeans. Do you have a pair of mom jeans? I am currently wearing a pair of mom jeans. I mean, yeah. I don't see the mom jeans, but they are the comfiest things ever. However, I do look in the mirror sometimes and think they're horrendous. <laughs> they're the most unattractive things in the world. And I don't care what anyone says. I just don't think they're flattering. But I still, I still own a pair. I mean, I think yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to get mom jeans and then I'm going to get ones that have got like rips in them. So then I'm like cool mom jeans. Yeah, I mean that's one of the that's one of the major things that's really necessary when you have a family is you need someone to tell you what's still cool and what's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the key things. I know, but I mean, I, I Meg, I've seen you on a night out. I mean, it wasn't too long ago that we had a good night out, one of our sort of conferences parties what was it there were some belly dancers what what was the thing I can't remember anyway it was great what was the, the you, were, you were with the Tina music going and you were oh, yeah. rolling there you and you and Lauren so Wendy we're lucky because we get to do these things we get to we're in a business and a company that has events that we get to go to we get to dress up and we get to be with the girls and we get to True. You know, be ourselves and remind ourselves of who we are when we're, we're not pushing a pram or who we are when we're not trying to guide a bike down the path and hold a dog. With holding a dog. Exactly. <laughs> we're both dog moms. <laughs> exactly. Can you tell? But a lot of women don't have that. A lot of women don't have a business or a job that has that opportunity. So they don't get to go and hang out with other women and their friends or go away for a weekend. And I would say if you're in that position and you don't have any of that, do your best to to get around people like that, people who will light you up, opportunities to go away for a weekend with the girls or spend time with your friends and go out because it's so, so important. You know, often we talk about making time for date nights with your husband or whatever. Make time for date nights with your friends too because you're so crucial. That's something that's always been lovely to see with you. Like you do have a really great tight group of friends that you hang out with. Yeah. I am so fortunate and actually I work with my best friends as well. They they all do our own as well. Um, and there's about there's probably about five or six of us who just are are together a lot of the time. And I say we're together a lot of the time. We probably meet up once a month or once every couple of months, but we do see each other at work events and things as well. And we all had children around similar times. So that was really helpful for me as well in that transition of becoming a mum and learning how to balance a business and children. But to be honest, again, with the independent woman thing, there's even been times where, so that panic attack that I had, I didn't, I didn't go on the WhatsApp to my friends and say, guys, I just had a panic attack. I didn't do that because I'm a strong independent woman and I shouldn't have to do that. The only person I phoned was my husband. So there's, there's definitely still barriers there. But I I think sometimes we will say like, oh, you can call me anytime or you would hope your friend's will pick up the phone when they're really struggling. But I actually had a message out the blue from a really good friend of mine back home from South Africa the other day. And she'd had a a breast cancer scare 
And she just was messaging me to say that everything was fine and that, but that she'd just been through this and it really kind of made her kind of sit up and have a bit of a wake up call. And also just to say that, you know, she loves seeing the photos of me and my mom hanging out and also knowing that my mom's overcome breast cancer, just saying like, you you know, just tell your mom from me, she's an amazing lady. Cause I was like mentally preparing myself to have to potentially go through diagnosis. And anyway, I just think it's really important. And I, I have always been that way, having lost one of my best friends in a really tragic way when I was really young in back in home in South Africa. And I think from that day, I've always made it a point to tell people how much they mean to me and like let my friends know that I have their back and that I'm there for them. I think they know I'm that friend that if they need to bury the body, they call me. Yeah, yeah. That's no Wendy. I'll just show you my phone. Wendy. Wendy, bury bodies. <laughs> okay, seriously, I hope that can't be held and incriminating evidence against me in a future court of law. I'm joking. That was a joke. But no, like I think we do as moms, especially we've got to see and like I've I've had friends recently that have like been through losses and, you know, and I just said like the other night, day in the park or all that, I was like, right, impromptu wine at my house tomorrow. You come in three o'clock. Yep, yep, yep. And like everyone came. And I think my mom thought I was mad because I was like, right, everyone's coming around for one. And she's like, what, what? And I was like, we need like, we need wine. Like we need to sit down and we need to just talk. And it was so lovely. Yeah, sometimes that's all you need, isn't it? It's just hanging out with your friends, especially with a glass of wine. It's so important. Yeah. Even though I'm a health coach, I highly advocate for a nice glass of wine to share with friends or whatever your personal preference is. What is your favourite drink, by the way? Oh, I love a glass of wine or a gin and tonic. I love a good gin and tonic. Are you like into the gins where you're like, you I know, love different flavours and then you're in the, it's like the tonic and then the things that you put, are you like proper? I love different gins from different distilleries. Not a big fan of all the kind of flavoured sweet gins like rhubarb gins and pink gins and all that. I just like a plain gin, but I like them from all over the place. So do you have a little gin collection there at home then? I do have a good gin collection, yeah. Good to know. Changing the description of my phone. <laughs> gin friend. And and then white white or red? White or red wine. It depends what you're what food you're eating. Okay. Sunny, white. If it's colder, red, yeah, good. I've been very, I've been very into rosé this summer. Yeah, I do like rosé too in a summer evening. I think white wine just can sometimes give me a little bit of a, a little bit of a headache. So I love, I love a glass of wine, but doesn't love me. My body definitely is not as robust. I think sometimes type of wine, organic wine, sulfate free wine, is the way forward for that. Yes, I have heard that. I have. So there we go. You're learning. Healthy facts about wine on the Healthy and Thriving Career <laughs> podcast. Like you are getting bang for your buck here right now. So as we sort of come to the end, I want to just kind of do a bit of a quick fire round with you. So yeah, just a few questions where you just have to like think and answer without thinking too much. So number one healthy hack, go-to hack as a busy mom. Move your body as often as you can. Amazing. Number one healthy quick dinner that you make when you've got like zero time and you want to do something healthy? Chili. Chili. Yeah. Is that that quick? Does that take you quick? It's so quick. It's the quickest thing ever. And then, so do you do it with rice? Rice with chili? Depends how healthy I'm being. Okay. What is your number one like move your body song? (gasps) When you put that song on, it's like, it's like, bump it up. Don't you know, bump it up. 
Amazing. So that's your one. That's the thing. What is your favorite movie of all time? The one that you just can watch over and over again? Really? Oh, good one. I love that. 100%. And what is the best business book that has had the biggest impact on you? Like that you just like had the biggest light bulbs? It's got to be the success principles because basically every business book ever written has come from some form of plagiarism from the success principles (laughs) you know what I say it's fine too I love it it's like the bible for business it's amazing it's absolutely amazing got everything in it and every other book after that is basically just taking a chapter and written another book on it and I think so many personal development books once you've read the first couple of chapters it's like right okay I've got the gist now I need to continue whereas with the success principles it's literally a different topic every chapter and that's definitely yeah so you can like dip in and read and then you don't have to feel like you you know are getting out of sync okay one more one more one more what's your favorite go-to podcast at the moment the mindset mentor and healthy habits with Wendy Griffith (laughs) (laughs) she has to say that but no so the mindset mentor mentor I love and also I love everything by Lewis House yes He's always up there on my playlist. So that's like every week. Those are your listens, your top listens. Yeah. So I, I wish I could sometimes see like some people's podcast lists because like I go through stages where I listen and I'll binge someone and then I'll be like, won't listen to them. And then I'll go on to another person and I'll binge their content. And yeah, same. And sometimes you, you love a podcast and you love the, the person who hosts it, but then you have a guest on that you just don't relate with. And that's enough to just make me switch. So it definitely depends. I love Ed Milet. He recently had a guest on that I just didn't, I wasn't digging. So I changed it up. But yeah, most of the podcasts I listen to are actually male voices, interestingly. Really? Whereas actually most of the podcasts I listen to are female voices. Really? You need I to actually find me. men quite annoying to listen to. <laughs> you find what annoying? You find, I find men? men quite annoying to listen to. Well, I can understand that. I mean... It depends what they're talking about, but often you like, I'm going to look at my podcast list now and just see, like. <laughs> Debbie Needles are my favourite of mine. Yes. History. Yeah, I'm looking at all my podcasts. There's only one, two, two men out of really? like 20. I also love um, Mark Hyman, the far- doctor's pharmacy. And I love Dr. Rangan Chatterjee, which is all about gut health. And- yeah. I can't even believe we didn't cover that today because like that is something you and I are totally obsessed about and so you're into your like I see you doing your greens drink you love your green gut glow I do I do and it's only recently since I started focusing on that I say recently the last kind of five years that I've really learned about gut health and how much it impacts not only your body but also your mental state again and your physicality and the way that you think and the way that you feel, it's there's so much more to gut health than just de-bloating. That is an incredible bonus of it, but it's just so much bigger than that. So if you haven't thought about your gut health, if you haven't learned about it, then get learning about it because it, yeah. it will change your life once you understand the impact of it. And there are a couple of resources I'm going to post in the, in the show notes. I'm going to put my gut health checklist for you because I've got that as a free resource. But also, I'm going to put the link to Meg's podcast on interview with Dr. Tunda Cook, which was amazing. Yes, she was incredible. Yeah, and she went in, she's a naturopathic doctor, 
nutritionist. She went into so much detail. And I know that was probably one of your most popular podcasts. It was definitely a really popular one. Uh And it still gets referred to and it still gets listened back to. Incredible. So I'll make sure. So if you don't already follow Meg on Instagram, you need to. Just remind me of your handle again, Meg. I am Meg McLean UK. Meg McLean UK. And then also her podcast, which is? A podcast is She Can, and you'll find it on Instagram at She Can Pod. You have to go listen to her. Meg is the like the best host, the best interviewer. I feel so incredibly blessed to have interviewed you today and to be your first. I cannot believe that, by the way, because like you have been like my mentor and trainer and interview, and we've done a podcast together. I've been on your podcast, which was such a like a amazing moment for me as well. I really enjoyed that. I'm just so glad that you got to be I got to be your first interview and it's just been was me like I thought it would be just a, like a chat with two friends I mean we did actually have to have a half an hour chat before we actually even started the interview because we had so much to chat about but chat we thought we you all of that chatter about whatever I can't even remember what we talked about now but yeah thank you so much and I know that our listeners will get so much from the nuggets that you shared today like I've taken so much away from just things that I just love the way that you say things, which is why I love your podcast. So thanks thank so much for having me, Wendy. There is no one I would rather pop my interviewee cherry with than you. I was gonna say that earlier, but I thought I'm just gonna say it wrong and then it's gonna be <laughs> really bad and like Strawberry, what's that saying again? <laughs> On that note, have a lovely day, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. See you soon. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm so grateful for you. If this episode has resonated, make sure you visit wendygriffith.co.uk to discover more of my content and my fantastic free resources to support you in thriving. Or if you'd like to continue the conversation further, drop me a DM by Instagram at wendygriffithlivehealthy. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep thriving.